Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Now onto the show. Hi, it's Anna. Ever since I was a child, I wanted to study the power that food can have on our health. When I started practicing as a nutritional therapist a decade ago, I realized that what is just as important is the relationship that we have with food. This is very often a mirror for the relationship we have with ourselves. Through my own personal journey and health challenges, I was forced to dig deeper and understand things that go beyond just our physical bodies. I learned the importance of working with the whole person to create a balanced body, mind, heart, and soul. I'm now passionate about using my diverse toolbox to help women slow down, take better care of themselves, and ultimately cultivate a life which is a reflection of self-love. If you feel like this is speaking to you, I created a 43-page guide nine steps to love, nourish, and connect with your body to create an energized life with a happy heart and soul. You can download it for free and join my Grounded Goddess community for even more inspiration by visiting groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps, S-T-E-P-S. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the community. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kombucha and Color. It is me and Shay here today, and we're just having a nice chat and catch-up episode. Usually before we record this podcast, Shay and I always have a little bit of a chat and just catch up as friends, and Shay kept on like asking me all these questions and saying all this stuff. And I was like, no, we need to talk about this on the podcast. So (laughs) we're really just catching up today. We've got a few other episodes in the pipeline, which maybe we'll mention today, but we're not quite ready to deliver them yet. So we're just having a little bit of a catch up in the interim. So Shay, how are you? I am doing really well. I've got a little bit of a sore throat, but that I'm feeling really good internally. I've been doing a lot of work with Gabby Bernstein's work, which I'm sure we'll um, get to in the in the podcast. But yeah, I'm, I'm doing really good actually mentally at the moment and emotionally. So yeah, how are you? No, I'm also doing good mentally and emotionally at the moment. So the, when we did our catch-up episode previously, um, which was actually a little while ago now compared to when we're recording this, I was talking a little bit about some of the physical changes I've been making to my health, my body, for my energy. And I think when we recorded that, it was pretty early days in terms of everything that I'm doing. And I really feel now that I'm reaping the rewards for that work that I'm putting in on my physical body. That's generally leaving me in a much better place. It's obviously Thursday today and we record podcasts every Thursday. And on Wednesday evenings, I always teach yoga. And so for me, not being the most night owl type of person, and then also with the yoga, it's in, it's a hot studio. So there's, it's also quite intense, even just to be the teacher. 
and you're you know losing a lot of water you're potentially dehydrating then i'm getting home so it's quite a stressful evening and i would say not stressful in that i don't enjoy it or that i have the kind of like mental stress about it but it's a lot of impact on my body physically as a stress so thursdays i generally don't feel so great as a result but i'm actually feeling good today which i think is a testament to yeah everything that i've been doing oh well done well done i'm glad you're feeling good points to anna Yeah, I actually also, funny enough, went to a hot yoga last week or in this week, and I wondered if that has triggered my sore throat, like being in that hot room. And as I walked in, it's, it's usually a Bikram studio, but they also converted into a warm vinyasa flow class. And when I walked into that room ready for the vinyasa flow, in my head, I was like, wow, this is a lot hotter than usual warm flow class. And I think they had forgotten to turn the heating down to like the vinyasa style. So it was like that Bikram heat. But anyway, I just lay down and kind of let my body regulate. So (laughs) I don't know if my sore throat's come from there and like just being in this closed room. But the sun is shining in London at the moment and it's just so glorious to have such beautiful sunny weather. It creates such a different emotional state. And I remember when I went to India, and I had a doctor's appointment with an Ayurvedic doctor and he looked at me and he, he assessed my type and there's three different doshas that you can either fall into. You are kapha, pita or vata and it's based on um, your constituent and you are either you're more you're in a dominant um, dosha, which is a dominant type, and then you have a secondary dosha. And when he looked at me and he assessed me, he said, "Oh no, this is your dosha. You're a pita, and then you're a vata." And so it's also to do with the elements. So pita is like your fiery personality. Kaphas, you're more earth. You're grounded, very heavy. The vata is like the air and the wind, and it kind of like is all over the place, rushing. Every, all over the place, lots of crazy, busy ideas. And anyway, he did this reading for me and he said, you know, if you live in London for a long period of time and it's very dark and very cold, you'll be very depressed. And I didn't really take what he said to heart. I mean, I know I love sunshine, but I didn't really take really what he said to heart until this summer when the sun has started to come out. And I've really just noticed, wow, my mood has lifted so much. Not that I was ever really in a really like low or depressed state before, but it's just, I noticed that shift um, very subtly in my mood and my mental state when the sun is out and it's feeling a little bit warmer. So I think that's my goal to be in a warm climate. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny that you say that because I, obviously we've, I've shared now, I feel like it's like a broken record about my health issues on the show. But whenever I go to a hot country, like when I was in Sri Lanka doing my yoga teacher training, when we've done trips to Bali for our retreats, or I visited Bali, independent of that, I've always felt really, really good in those warm countries. And generally speaking, I also feel well in the summer, if, but I also kind of put that down to I find it easier to relax because it's nice just to sit on the beach when in the winter you don't really just want to sit on the beach so I'm not quite sure if it's the just more relaxation or the warmth but the other thing that I've been doing and I can't remember if I've already shared this but I've been doing the yin classes at the hot studio I haven't been able to actually take any of the flow classes despite the fact that I teach it I haven't actually been able to do anyone else's classes because doing the full class is just too much for me but I've been doing the yin classes and every single time I measure my heart rate and my heart rate variability the morning after the yin class when I've just sat in that hot environment for an hour it's always super good the next day so again that could be the yin and the calming of the parasympathetic nervous system well calming of the sympathetic nervous system and switching on the parasympathetic but I also think there is something to be said for the heat as well. 
I think that's so true. And it's interesting. When I was on my training in, in India, that one of the teachers said she can't understand why this hot yoga has become such a thing and why do they need to heat the rooms? And I was like, well, because you practice yoga in India where it is that temperature anyway. Like that is the temperature generally outside at four o'clock in the morning when you are wanting to practice or five o'clock whenever it is that, that they're doing their practice. But in London and elsewhere, we have to create that environment for ourselves. So I think that's why the hot yoga studios generally are quite popular is because that, that little bit of heat obviously helps the muscles to relax, but also having some heat and sunshine really definitely for me is much more of a motivating thing to get outside and move my body and just, yeah, as you said, be outside. Yeah. And the other thing is, I think, is that a lot of the hot studios will use infrared heat technology, which is, it's different to things just being hot. It's really heating the body from the inside out. And, you know, I didn't research this before the show because we didn't know we were going to talk about it, but there is research to show like how that can be very beneficial in terms of detoxification, even creating favorable changes in hormones. So there's a lot of health benefits as well to having that infrared um, heat technology. And I think sometimes people just like to sweat and it's, it feels good sometimes just to get a really good sweat on. I went to a breath workshop with this guy called, I think his name is Richie Bergstock or Richie Bostock. And he was actually doing a combined thing with cold therapy. So getting into ice baths, he's, he's a big fan of the Wim Hof breathing method and he's learned under that lineage. And he was combining it with these ice baths and these infrared heat I don't know if it was a bath or like a room or a thing that you stand in, but basically you go from this super, super freezing cold bath, regulate your nervous system through the breath as you're sitting in this ice cold bucket, and then you get out and go straight into this infrared heating zone. So I think that's really cool and how we can yeah, manipulate the body and the health benefits that can come from it. Yeah, when I did my PNI diploma, one of the things they talked about is like giving us to restore some of these health issues that have maybe been developing through epigenetics since birth is to give us what we missed in those early years of life. So if you think about it, like as a baby, when you're in your mother's stomach, it's like all inclusive holiday in the Bahamas, right? <laughs> Food and drink on tap, nice and warm, nice and cozy, nothing, to, nowhere to be, nothing to do, just bobbing around, you know, just, eating and drinking basically, you know, through your umbilical cord and uh, <laughs> no cocktails <laughs> right, through the giant straw of your umbilical cord and you're nice and warm and, you know, and ideally the mom should be really relaxed and, you know, in love and waiting for this baby and it should be all just really, really delicious. And then, you know, then you, the mother gives birth and this baby is like one way ticket to Iceland or something like that. It's cold. Now there's not food readily available. They have to cry when they need food. You know, there's, there's all of this stuff going on. If a baby misses certain things when it's born, if it misses love, if it misses that skin on skin contact, if it misses, you know, food when it needs feeding and all these vital things for survival that can predispose the child to to health issues later in life epigenetically. 
And we know that love is such a great healer, that love energy has the potential to heal. And that's essentially what it's all about. And one of the things they talked about on my course was, you know, using a sauna or using a hot room or hot yoga or something like that. It creates that very, that specific temperature creates that very like warm, nourishing environment that we would have had when we're a baby in a room. Um, in, a, in a room, in a room. <laughs> and um, going back to that style of exercise can actually give us back some of those vital things that we, we maybe could have been lacking for whatever reason um, when we were a baby. So the next time you're in a hot yoga class and you take a child's pose, you can literally be mimicking the shape in the womb. <laughs> that's, yeah, why it's, well, that's why I've heard. That's why it's named after. Um, but that's also so interesting because um, this love from a very young age is something that I have looked at through my research on the brains and brain development in children and the brainwave states that you're in during that infancy period. So when a child is first born, they are predominantly in the delta brainwave state. And that is the same state that we have when we are sleeping. So, you know, children can very, it's very difficult for them to keep their eyes open and they're constantly in this sleep state. And then they move from the age of about two into the alpha, oh, sorry, into the theta brainwave state. And that is then their subconscious mind. And it's the same for adults when we are just about falling asleep and that, that kind of hazy period just when we fall just before we fall asleep, we go through that like subconscious dip before we like really go into that, that sleep that's really deep. But that programming or what happens in that period of our lives when our brain is in that theta state is directly imprinted onto our subconscious. So what you're saying about there of having really nourishing, loving relationships at that stage is also so important from an emotional point of view because it's directly imprinting on our subconscious. So if we want to harness that power as adults, the best times to do meditation or to do affirmations or to tell yourself something positive is those moments right before you fall asleep and the moments right before you, or not before you wake up, but as you are waking up, moving from that delta brainwave state, that deep sleep back up the chain from then through into theta and then back up to alpha and then eventually you'll get into beta, which is your busy thinking analytical mind. But that's actually something that I've been doing over the past little while. I have been reading Gabby Bernstein's book, which is really, uh, it's called Spirit Junkie and it's really getting me back in touch with spirit and back in touch with soul. And I'm really feeling really connected. And I think that is, even though I've got a sore throat, that's one of the reasons why I'm feeling so good at the moment is I have this really strong connection to soul at the moment. And one of the practices that I've been doing, because in the book she shares a few different practices and, and tools and things that you can use to reconnect yourself back to spirit. And one of the most simple things is just to ask. So you can ask for guidance. You can ask for anything that you are wanting to receive. You can allow yourself to receive it. So a very simple practice that I've been doing because I think we get caught up in it having to be like this very formal thing that we have to do. And then we tell ourselves that we don't have enough time for it. So just before I get into bed or once I've got into bed, I lie flat on my back in my bed and put one hand on my heart and one hand on my stomach. And I just ask for guidance and I ask for, I'm looking for guidance. I'm open to receiving guidance. I'm allowing myself to receive guidance. And the formal part that I've made it is that I've, made it specifically, I must be lying on my back to do this because if I'm lying in my bed and it's, it's very easy for my mind to say, oh, I'm just going to lie on my side and like try and fall asleep. But now I've 
almost created like a little bit of a ritual for myself of lying. And this is like now the position when I'm doing this and I'm, I'm moving through this. And it's been crazy. This past week, I've had vivid, crazy dreams the entire week. Like it's been unreal. And they've been very like unusual dreams. Like last night, I dreamt about a marketing course from a girl, Jenna Kutcher. And I'm like, is this what I need? Like, yes, I think this is what I need. <laughs> so it's been amazing. Two weeks, uh, two nights ago before that, I dreamt about a group coaching program and I was at this house and it was just like this crazy dream. And I'm like, wow, I'm really being sent like some guidance here and I'm like open to receiving it. So I'm really feeling in tune with that at the moment, which is a really powerful place to be for me. Before we got on this podcast today, this is what was coming up. And you mentioned this book and how you're feeling so connected to your soul and source at the moment. And that is actually the complete opposite of what I have been feeling right now. And it's actually, uh, it's come up already, like in a few conversations I've had this week with various practitioners that I'm working with. And I think you mentioned the book and I was like, oh yeah, I feel like I need that book. Like that's the next book on my reading list or whatever it is. because one of the challenges I'm having is for so long, I believe that a lot of the energetic challenges that I was having were like, oh, it's like stress or it's like a, an energetic thing in terms of not so much the energetic like biochemistry, but the energetic like woo-woo kind of energetics thing. Or maybe there's something off there. And I kind of still do believe that everything was related, but I think I put so much of my focus outside of my physical body that I'm, I had these blind spots and I missed stuff in my physical body that I needed to be paying attention to. And so now I, I've kind of swung my focus all the way, like swung that needle all the way back over to the physical side. And I'm like checking my macros and measuring my blood sugar and measuring my heart rate and measuring my heart rate variability and taking supplements like every 30 minutes. <laughs> Not really, but it feels like that some days. And my focus has been so much like on all those nuances in my physical body that what I've been experiencing is this like disconnection from that source energy that I know I can really be connected to. And I think the challenge is, is like where our focus goes, our energy will flow. And if we're hyper-focused on our physical body and the habits that surround that, like what am I going to eat? How am I going to exercise? You know, how am I going to sleep? This, that, and the other. It, it keeps us almost in survival mode. And when we're in survival mode, we lose that source connection. So the challenge that I'm having at the moment is how do I take care of my physical body because I know that that's something that I need to do but like I'm missing that connection I'm missing like as you say when you just lie on your back and you ask a question and you just get this guidance and you just feel in your heart like oh yeah that's it that's what I needed to hear I love that stuff each week we get incredible feedback about our episodes of kombucha and color we know our show is touching, inspiring, and helping hundreds of women, and we would like to reach even more. Can you help? You can help other women find the inspiration that you have found if you head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. If you screenshot your review and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna, Shay, or kombucha and color will send you a wonderful restful yoga nidra practice to download so you can find some peace and calm in your day or a better night's sleep at night. 
Additionally, everyone who enters and leaves a review and shares it on Instagram will be put into a lucky prize draw to win a copy of my Beat the Bloat guide and Shay's yoga guide. You can love your body from the inside out with 174 pages, including over a hundred pages of recipes, which walk you through my 28 day digestive reset process. This is perfect if you want to reset your body, address any unwanted health symptoms, or support your skin, hormones, energy, and digestion. Shay's 173-page yoga guide includes 116 pages of detailed pose analysis. It will give you all the tools you need to teach yourself yoga so you can sequence, practice, and flow safely in your very own home. Remember, all you need to do is go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, screenshot the review, and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna underscore Marsh underscore Nutrition, Shay at Indie Yoga Life, or Kombucha and Color, Kombucha underscore and underscore Color. Head on over and do that right now before you forget, and then your yoga nidra practice will be on its way. It's been interesting to explore this a little bit, and I think this is where habits come in, because if we make some of these practices a habit, like the practices that I need to take care of myself they're new. They've been new for the past month. So I've had to really be hyper-focused on them. What I would say to my clients, you have to become consciously competent, consciously working at them. But the more you consciously work at something and practice it and rehearse it, it becomes second nature. It becomes just what you do because you wire it in. And so I guess it's about wiring in these habits. So I'm like, okay, right. Like I know what my breakfast looks like. I know what my snack looks like. I know what my dinner looks like. I kind of know how I'm working out each week. I don't have to think about it too hard. So I can just get on and do it. And then when those habits are embedded, then I'm going to listen to Spirit Junkie and get all, <laughs> get all hooked up to that universal connection. But what I wanted to highlight for the benefit of the listeners is I've had conversations with clients about this is like when we get um, hung up on things like body image and when we get hung up on things that relate to our physical body and it almost becomes an obsessive cycle and specifically in the market that I used to work in, which is not so much the market that I work in already is like people who are looking to lose weight, never happy with their body, constantly fluctuating between losing weight, putting it on again, losing weight, putting it on again understanding that when we're in the state of this constant physical focus, it's keeping us in survival mode. And essentially what it means is we play small because we're so focused on what's going on physically. It keeps our energy in that kind of lower level and we don't open up our consciousness to like a higher purpose or something that's bigger than ourselves. And this is essentially why the work that I do is to help people do their internal healing so all this physical stuff doesn't have to be an obsession and a problem anymore. So they can start to hook themselves up to like a, a higher purpose and get connected. And, and then, then they can actually really bring more into the world and fill themselves up in a much bigger way. 
So what you're talking about with your focus at the moment being very much based on your physical body and, um, you know, you're in that survival safety mode. And that is very specifically related to the chakra system, which is what the whole of the yoga practice works on. So at the base of the chakra system, we've got the feet and the pelvic floor, and that is our root chakra. And our root chakra is associated with that sense of survival. So are my material needs being met? Am I safe? Am I secure? Do I have food? And, you know, is my physical body free from harm and what you've been focusing on the the moment is very much like the food that i'm eating what am i doing the physical it's the it's the matter the earth stuff of the body so it's like that very grounded feeling and then as you move up you move up into the hips which is responsible for our sense of emotions and then we've got the solar plexus or the navel which is our sense of identity then we've got this heart which is trust and then you've got voice um, which is the throat and then you move all the way up to the top and the very last chakra at the top of the head is responsible for our sense of connection and our sense of unity and our connection to source and our connection to the divine so that idea of being connected to source is on the opposite end of the spectrum as our safety survival mechanism. So we need to be able to move ourselves up through that system so that we can feel integrated. And the way that we can do that most easily is we balance it through the the heart. So the heart chakra is the thing that balances everything. So it's about our ability to trust. It's about our ability to really take on and listen to the intuition that's coming from the third eye or the, you know, from the, questions that we ask or our connection to something bigger than ourselves when we ask those questions and we hear something or we see synchronicities or we someone tells us something and we hear that again when someone else has said the same thing and it comes up again and again and again and you know when we are open to receiving that because we've asked to be open to receiving that then we have to be able to trust and that comes through the energy of the heart so yeah the more we can step back into love the more we can step back into our heart the easier it is for us to balance ourselves between those two ends of the spectrum uh, to be honest like i've just been i've been feeling like a little bit lost in my i think lost was the word that i've used a few times this week is because I feel like I'm trying to find my place in the world, <laughs> which sounds like a little bit like weird, but um, obviously, you know, when we record these episodes, they don't always synchronize, you know, with the current time frame. they may be out a few weeks later, but even with like the content that I'm posting on social media, I, I tend to post a variety of content, but I've noticed that my content has very much gone back to the physical side of things because I can't connect so much with that more immense mental and emotional side of things. And, I think I know there's, there's always, there is this trust. I have this trust in my heart. Like you said, that everything that's happening is happening for a reason and it's to help me step like more so into my purpose, whatever that's supposed to look like. But at this point in time, I'm not there yet. So there is this little bit of like feeling of being a little bit lost and maybe a little bit confused because I'm really trying to understand how I need to marry these two things because I have this, amazing in-depth understanding of the human like biochemical physical body and then I also have this understanding of like the mind and how people's behavior patterns and programming works and then I really do believe in this higher source energy and manifesting and the chakra system and all that lovely stuff and 
And like, how am I really supposed to bring it together? And I think that's, that for me is, is, is this, I feel like this is an opportunity for that to evolve and develop, but I'm not quite sure how it's going to look just yet. Or well, what you've just described is the answer to the question, what is yoga? Because yoga is bringing together the body and the mind, the spiritual stuff. And I think the more we compartmentalize those things. So as you're describing, you're saying, you know, on this one hand, I've got the body and it's biochemistry and it's all the processes that it's going on and I have this really great understanding. On the other hand, I've got this woo-woo self and like you've separated that like Anna the, Anna the functional medicine and then Anna like the yogi and you've created two different like compartments for them. But yoga, the entire practice of yoga is about realizing that those things are actually the same and that union of bringing things together is the whole purpose of our yoga practice is to so be able to marry saying, What you're saying is this is my yoga. This is your yoga. Yeah. But, but, but that, I think that is for me, like the, the practice of yoga is being able to sit with these two end things and being able to marry them together. And of course there's going to be fluctuations. There's going to be seasons and things are going to change and it's going to be very transient. Like we can always bank on things being changing and transient, but every single opportunity or every single challenge that comes our way is an opportunity for us to step into that inner power and that inner power is the heart. And so when we can come back to that sense of, okay, trust, I know that what I'm sharing or what I'm saying is, you know, it's everything together. It's all encompassing. And yeah, I think that you're on the right path. (laughs) Every time we record these podcasts, you give me these little aha moments. And so, (laughs) you know, if if these podcasts don't help anybody else, they're helping me. So (laughs) Thank you, kombucha and color. (laughs) I had a little aha moment this week as well. It's completely off topic. So I don't know if I should should go there. Um, Yeah, I saw Rachel Brayton post something about, uh, this is completely off topic and it's probably like, yeah, but anyway, I'm going there. Um, She posted about the abortion laws that have been passed in the States. And she said, you know, you can't be pro-abortion if you're a feminist because the thing is, is that women need autonomy and they need choice and they need um, to be able to have rights over their own body. And for a long time, I've like kind of struggled with, you know, how does the vegan argument sit in terms of the abortion argument and the pro-life? Because if you are vegan for ethical reasons, surely then that has to translate into the body and how do those things marry up? So it's been something that I've kind of in the back of my head, like been a little bit discord like there's been a little bit of discord with that for me and what she said was so interesting she said or if you sorry if you are advocating for abortion you are taking away another woman's right to choice you can still be pro-life for your own body your own choices your own belief system but you can't advocate that for everybody else and I just that that was such a life bulb moment for me I was like you know, advocating for pro-life is not saying, it's, you know, saying like you are basically taking away the rights of some woman to have that choice. And it was such a penny drop moment for me because I was like, yeah, I get it. I hadn't thought about it in that way before. I don't know if that makes sense to you at all. No, it makes complete sense. So anyway, that was just left field. I thought I'd throw that in there. That was my penny drop moment this morning. <laughs> I love a penny drop moment. <laughs> Yeah. I wanted to go back on something else that we were chatting about earlier and this uh, kind of connection back to spirit and back to soul. Um, 
when we have this feeling of separation from spirit or from soul, and that separation can come through in a variety of ways. So it's not necessarily about us feeling disconnected from spirit or soul or energy or whatever it is that we call it. But as soon as we create something called like a special relationship where we are putting someone else on a pedestal above us, or we look at somebody and we think, oh, they're like so much better than me, or they're doing this, or they're doing that. And that's prevalent on social media all the time. But as soon as we do that, we create the separation between us and them. And when we do that, then we're distancing ourselves from this feeling that we are all one and we're all in this thing together. So that was another takeaway from Gabby Bernstein's book that was really like, oh yeah, the more that we create these relationships where we are putting other people ahead of us or above us, the more separate we feel from it. And that's then creates this disconnect in our own hearts. So we can remove all that, come back to this feeling of love and then we can move from there. Yeah. And I think ultimately, and, and this is, you know, what I tell my clients is it's, it's just slowing down enough and creating that space so that you you can hear your inner voice because that, that inner voice is a universal voice. You know, it might be your soul's voice, but that's, it's connected to everything else. And thinking back to my experience of just feeling a little bit disconnected, I think it's because even if I am being still, my head is like overanalyzing, like, have I remembered to put my food in my fitness pal? Did I remember to take the supplement? <laughs> like what's my blood sugar doing right now? And so my, my head is just being absorbed with all these very, very physically orientated thoughts. And I guess that's where the practices of like yoga and meditation come in to just help quiet that mind. And I think that piece of slowing down is so important. So that's the practice really. Yeah. And that's why I love summer because I can go to the beach. Yesterday, it was a nice day here. So for my lunch break, I just took a towel down to the beach and sat on the sea, not on the sea, on the sand. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just, and it was just so nice. It's so different to winter. And actually something I want to mention is I was like sitting there on my towel on the sand and I was just listening to some music, like putting together my yoga playlist for the evening. And there was a lady sitting maybe like three meters away from me and she came over to me and she said oh will you put some sun cream on my back and I was just like you know what lady like kudos to you because you know she wasn't like you know just shy to come up and ask a stranger to basically rub her (laughs) with her hands that's essentially what putting sun cream on is and I was just like wow you know like that's so cool. It's like she had no shame, no embarrassment. She wasn't shy at all. She just came over, asked me. We had a little chat and she was just going on about how she was single and she didn't want to burn her back. And she'd driven all the way from Hampshire to to come to the beach today because she's on holiday this week. And, and it was just lovely. It was just so lovely to have that like little interaction, little human connection. And I was just, you go girl, you go, because I was just so proud of her for like the confidence and the body confidence and and everything that just really touched my heart yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. I think summer does that to people. They kind of stick like, it's like winter, you go into serious hibernation, even if it's mentally or emotionally or socially. Um, but you do have this a little sense for me, it's particularly like the sense of like, Oh, I just want to stay indoors and like not really be like out there and brave and sharing my things. But when summer comes, suddenly it's like, oh, well, I can see the world and I can interact and engage and go up to strangers and ask them to rub sunscreen on my back. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so the, the final thing I just wanted to finish off by saying is we, well, we have plans to record an episode on money and finances that will come in the future. But I've been listening to this audio book, Money, A Love Story, which Shay and I are both going to read the book and do the exercises and then record the podcast. Oh, can I just can I just say in there this the synchronicity thing that I was talking about of noticing these synchronicities and these signs. When Anna messaged me and she said, Oh, I think I'm gonna I think we're gonna do a podcast episode on money. I've been listening to this uh, re- reading this book Money a Love Story and I didn't hear, I didn't hear anything more about that. I'd never heard about it. And then that night I got I was leaving yoga and I put a podcast on and this podcast happened to randomly be the author of this Kate Northrup, the author of Money A Love Story. And I messaged Anna and I was like, okay, the universe has sent me two little signals here that I need to read this book. So now we've decided that we're going to both read the books and do the exercises. <laughs> and also, I just want to say, Shay, when you said you never heard of it before, I'm pretty sure I sent you a link to it a few months ago. But the only thing is I've got a new phone. So my WhatsApp history was deleted. So I can't double check, but you might want to double check in yours because maybe the seed was planted a little while ago. Oh, okay. But so here's an interesting thing. This past week where I have literally physically said in my head and out loud, I'm open to receiving guidance. I'm allowing myself to receive guidance. Please, I'm open to receive guidance. Please, like, you know, this has like been my constant mantra this past week. And I've done it religiously every night and in the mornings. I've been waking up half an hour meditation. And so that piece of allowing yourself to receive the guidance is what the perception of where the perception comes in. Because that exactly, you could have planted that seed five months ago and I've never picked it up. But now that I'm open to looking for synchronicities and being aware of different things that are coming up and viewing the world in this more like miraculous way. So yeah, I think that's a big, big, interesting piece. Yeah. And I think also the messages come when you're ready to receive, as you say, and it's that the same experience I had with Colleen is you had told me about Colleen so many times and then I hadn't just, it had just, yeah, just blocked it out. And then you mentioned it and I was like in there contacting her straight away because it was the right timing but we'll dive more into this book when we do the podcast but I wanted to just share because it was really cool for me at least is she shares a little bit about her personal health journey and also like how she relates money to self-worth and all of that which is I'm sure all stuff that we're going to dive into but she was she was calling her personal health journey instead of saying it's like you know my health issues or the problems I had with my health whatever she called it her healing adventure and oh. I just loved that and I was like I'm on a healing adventure Let's <laughs> <this promicoaster> is gonna go <laughs> yeah it's amazing what language can do to sh- change and shift how you feel about certain things and certain situations it's really powerful yeah so to anyone out there who is maybe trudging through some muddy waters in their health you're just on a healing adventure and we can all be on a healing adventure together <laughs> and anyone else who is seeking the more spiritual woo-woo side of things just allow yourself to open up to receive and then trust it from your heart indeed <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for listening to another episode and we'll see you again soon see you soon bye thank you for listening to another episode of kombucha and color If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. 
Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week. Hi, it's Shay here. Take a moment right now to reflect on how you measure a successful day for yourself. For a long time, I measured the success of my day based on the number of Instagram likes or followers I gained, the money I made, or the amount of love or praise I received. Whilst these are wonderful things to desire, using them as a metric of success left me feeling really depleted. It was only after some honest soul searching that I've truly shifted my metrics so that now I define my success on whether I'm able to answer yes to the following three questions. Have I moved my body today? Have I breathed or sat in stillness today? Have I created something today? Move, breathe, create. When I focus on these as measures of a successful day, I am able to really slow down, get out of the busyness of my head, back into my body, and manifest things from a really authentic place. What's even crazier is that when I focus on these three things, all the other shiny pennies the money, the praise, the followers, the likes, they all flow into my life with such ease as a result of me being in an energized, calm, creative, and aligned state. It's completely changed my outlook on life, and it's made me a much happier person. I really want to share all my tools with you so that you too can manifest the things you want in your life from this energized, calm, creative, and aligned state and feel really happy whilst doing it. Come and join me at movebreathecreate.com where you will find ways to energize your body and calm your mind along with creative tutorials and techniques to get you into that creative manifesting state. Most yoga studio monthly memberships cost upwards of £100 a month and you can join me over at movebreathecreate.com where you can find not only yoga practices and tutorials but also workbook downloads, community, meditations, soul work, journal ideas, creative prompts, and inspiration, all for less than £10 a month. It's like your own personal yoga retreat space. Come connect back to your body, mind, and soul with me at movebreathecreate.com. I look forward to seeing you inside of the community.